Entrepreneurship is lonely, but only if you want it to be. everyone. Welcome back to the Edgy Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're here in season two talking all about relationships. And we believe that if you want to be an influential leader in your community, in your business, and in your household, you must master the art of building meaningful relationships. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Daniel Tribby. I am a healthcare entrepreneur, and I work with those of you who are private practice owners in healthcare. And I have the pleasure of doing this with Coach Oriana. Coach, introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Coach Oriana Kavara. I'm a life and personal performance coach and a certified relationship coach. It's good to have all of you guys back here. Glad you're here listening. And this week we have kind of a fun topic that is all about a common phrase that's used amongst entrepreneurs, which I believe you and I, Coach, don't really agree with, right? Right. Yeah. So we're going to get into a little bit more detail, but that phrase that's very all too commonly said is entrepreneurship is lonely and or it's lonely at the top. If it is that case, that that is the case for you, that's because you wanted it that way (laughs) or you believe that it had to be that way. Right. Right. At some point. And so we want to take this saying that we hear all too commonly and kind of pick it apart and understand that there is a difference between loneliness and actually being alone, Uh right? Which loneliness is something that you would potentially choose in that phrase, entrepreneurship is lonely, right? Uh, Versus the choice to be alone, which is something that a lot of entrepreneurs do because it helps them create new things on higher levels, right? But right now, I think it's important to help our listeners understand what loneliness actually is. And the fact that loneliness in and of itself is an emotional state of being and a state of mind. Mm -hmm. So anything that is a state of mind is a mindset, mindset, right? So it's emotionally based, right? So we want to draw that distinction because it's really important to understand uh, the difference between loneliness and being alone is that alone is a state of being, right? It's not a mindset, right? It is a descriptor relevant to a state of being in a particular moment in time. And so when we talk about, you know, your entrepreneurship journey and whether or not it's lonely, the reason that we say that we, that you created loneliness on that journey is because you allowed yourself to either drop into or remain in a mindset in an emotional state of being called loneliness. Right. You actually have to create that for yourself in order to experience it. And I think people too often tie together being alone with loneliness. Right. Right. They think that if I am alone, therefore I am lonely. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not always true. Right. Correct. That's an inaccurate distinction between the two. The two are are not correlated in in really in any way outside of the fact that when people are experiencing the emotional state of mind called loneliness, they seek to isolate themselves. 
right? They want to be actually isolated from others. But if you've ever experienced loneliness, and if you've been in relationships to any extent in your life, then you probably have experienced loneliness for some period of time. You know that you can feel just as lonely in a crowded room as you do when you isolate yourself in in your office or in your room with, you know, with no one else. And usually it comes from a feeling of like rejection or an absence or um, like something is missing, right? That loneliness, like something is missing. And that doesn't mean that you're necessarily by yourself or like you said, in a crowded room, but something is always missing internally. There's something that you feel is not there that should be there. It's very easy to use your business or your uh, career path as a reason or as a tool to escape your feelings, to escape being in the emotional state of loneliness or whatever other emotion you might be experiencing that you perceive to be negative and that you're resisting, right? right? And so in that moment, you're actually using your business to escape and to avoid the fact that you are disconnected. So if I pour myself into my work and give my attention to that, then hopefully I will be so preoccupied with what I'm doing that I'll forget that I'm lonely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. doesn't work. You're swapping out one, uh, your sense of disconnection in one place for a sense of connection in another to, as if one makes up for the other, right? So I, if I feel disconnected at home, um, you know, with my partner or with my friends and family, then I can turn to my work and I feel connected to that, right? And so in, in continuing to reinforce the connection to the work, we ignore the fact that there are issues at home that need to be addressed, mm-hmm. right? And that are creating um, negative states or suffering states of being emotionally for us. Yeah. And if you buy into this whole idea that it's lonely at the top or entrepreneurship is lonely, you may even be using that as an excuse not to make connections with people. Yeah. Right. It's a reason not to put effort into it because you've bought into this false narrative that you have to be alone to accomplish great things. It's not always true. So let's debunk this idea. And instead, we want to help you understand that it really doesn't have to be that way, right? Entrepreneurship can be lonely, yes, but it doesn't have to be lonely. Right. You know, it can actually be one of the most um, fun and fulfilling and incredible experiences of your life when you do that in community with other like-minded people, right? Which is part of why we offer a community for entrepreneurs who are on this journey and on this path. And if you're interested in joining a community of like-minded individuals who are building their businesses, you can do that by texting the word EDGY, E-D-G-Y, to 33777, and you will automatically receive a link to join our Facebook community. So if you don't want to do it alone, there's other people in there you can connect with who are probably having the same struggles that you are. Yeah. It's very easy to get into this mode where like nobody understands and and nobody knows what I'm going through and I can't have real relationships because these people don't understand. Uh, we're going to get into some of that. Um, but there are people out there just like you struggling with things. The same things. The same way that you're struggling. Yeah, so, yeah. You're not alone, even if it feels like you're alone in your struggle. You're not alone. Right? Absolutely. So we defined loneliness. Mm-hmm. So what is the difference between loneliness and like the state of being alone. I mentioned earlier, right? Loneliness is an emotional state. It's a mindset, right? And oftentimes this is this is the big difference between the two, right? While loneliness is an emotional state of being that's created and that state of being feels 
badly, right? I don't know how else to describe it. It's a suffering state of being. It's not a happy, fulfilling state of being to be to feel lonely. So it's a suffering state of being, but it's attached to a story. And it's that story is attached to another experience, right? That's creating the suffering. And so we're going to get into what some of those stories are because those stories are based on your belief system. And that's why loneliness, we say that it's a mindset, mm -hmm. right? Whereas aloneness or solitude for one it's something that you that you are right the state of being it's mm -hmm. not an emotional state alone is not an emotional state even though you hear a lot of people talking about aloneness and they will say the sentence i feel alone mm -hmm. right you got to hear what they're saying is i feel lonely right because right. again being lo feeling lonely and being alone are two completely different things unless you're a, a person who feels lonely and chooses to isolate. Now right. you've combined the two, right? right? But these two things operate independently and separately from one another. Being alone or choosing to be alone or in solitude can be and often is an active choice that actually can lead to improvement in your mental health and well-being. Whereas just kind of stewing in your loneliness and all of the stories that you have associated with why you feel lonely, right? Nobody loves me anymore. You know, whatever <laughs> I'm gonna it end is. up pouring under a bridge. Whatever that story is. And, and we don't mean to laugh without sympathy and empathy. We laugh because we've been there before. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the, all of the stories that are connected to that, if you're just sitting in loneliness, you won't be able to come out of it on your own. It actually ends up progressing uh, potentially, and becoming uh, other depressed, depressive states, uh, emotional states. And people who spend time alone, right, who, who enjoy that time to themselves, guess what? They also can maintain positive social interaction with people. They can also maintain relationships. They can have both, and you can as well. Yeah. Right? You don't, it doesn't have to be one or the other. While loneliness can have a lot of different causes, um, you know, it's often perceived as involuntary, right? Whereas you would actively choose, I want to be alone or I need alone time. You know, a lot of times loneliness is involuntary. I don't necessarily choose to be alone. Now, there's two different things as you might have heard us say that we create loneliness. Mm -hmm. Yes, we create loneliness because we create every emotional state that we experience through our beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves. We can't detach our emotions from our beliefs and our value system, right? That's just the way the human brain works, the mind works. However, loneliness is involuntary because most people wouldn't necessarily actively choose, like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go be lonely, right? right? No, they would choose, I'm gonna go spend some alone time, right? That's an active choice. And it can be an active choice because it's a state of being. It's a thing you do, right? Which often leads to, you know, if you've had a, like a, a separation or you've had a, a, a relationship come to an end, right? A lot of times, you know, you'll hear people say, well, I'm, I'm lonely or I miss said person. Mm -hmm. Then you ask them why. And it's usually because that person made them not feel lonely versus actually missing or wanting that person. Right. right. A little different topic, you know, but I want to make a mention that, you know, when you feel lonely, you need to understand why it is that you feel lonely, right? Is it a missing of a particular person because it's that particular person? Is it a missing of that particular thing because it's that particular thing? Or is it because you haven't found your own self-independence 
that's outside of finding joy and happiness connected to other people. Yeah. Right. right. So there's a there's a a kind of a reason why people get in this loneliness phase. And usually it's because they haven't connected with their inner self. They're looking for the external mm-hmm. wealth without working on the internal first, right? I mean, that takes us back to to something is missing. This is where you have to really um, like start to align how these things are different and what goes together, right? Loneliness and something is missing goes together. Do you see how something is missing is a story? That's the story I tell myself, something is missing. So let's think about entrepreneurship. Something is missing, it's lonely at the top. What's missing? Other people. People. (laughs) Connection. (laughs) Connection with other people who understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and would have interest and care and be able to support you and cheer you on, et cetera, right? So why are those people missing? Like think about these people that run big businesses or successful businesses. You can have a billion dollar corporation or you can have a $250,000 corporation. You're at the top of your game one way or another. Mm-hmm. Right? Somebody's at the top. You're at the top. I'm at the top. He's at the top. She's at the top. There's lots of people at the top. You're not by yourself. Right? There's lots of people who have won. Right? Yeah. So this idea that it's you have to be alone to get there will further perpetuate this idea that something is still missing. That's why so many people get to the top, make the billions, and are still unhappy. And this is where a lot of people actually get into unhealthy relationships, unhealthy life circumstances you know, stay at jobs that they uh, don't like and aren't serving them and where they're being potentially, you know, exploited or mistreated because of this idea that if I leave this situation, this person, this path, I won't have people or a person and I'll feel lonely, right? Or I have to go out every weekend and get hammered to feel accepted or part of the group. And, you know, I feel good while I'm in that state. Then I wake up the next morning still lonely and hungover. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the incredible thing about the experience of loneliness is that it continues to persist no matter how much you do uh, to avoid it when those things that you're doing to avoid uh, still keep you in internal disconnect, right? So the only way to actually resolve loneliness and also to become okay with being alone um, and I'm, like, I'm talking about alone, meaning the type of alone that you choose, right? Solitude, not like I'm going to isolate myself and withdraw from all my friends and family, you know, and, and from connection. I'm talking about the type of aloneness that you can actually be in quiet reflection and that can actually support your growth, your health and well-being. You know, it's very difficult to be there if you're struggling with this emotional state of being and with the stories that lead to it. Right. Let's talk about that experience of alone and solitude. Right. We talked about loneliness being a, a uh, an emotional state. Alone or solitude is a voluntary state of being. I'm going to choose to be alone. I might even tell my friends or my family, hey, I need some alone time or I might travel somewhere by myself. Right. Where I can experience high quality alone time mm-hmm. in a beautiful setting. People can enjoy spending time with themselves when they actually maintain positive social relationships with other people, right? So it's it's easy to take your alone time when you have people around you that recognize that that you are better off when you have that, when you have the opportunity to give that type of self-care to yourself. In the last couple of episodes, I've, I've had a, a calendar year turn in my life, right? And now get to be in the, the glory of my 40s, right? <laughs> so get to join that club. Um, 
and the the thing was is as I decided that for my 40th, and I decided this a year ago. Somebody asked me almost a year ago, they said, well, what are you gonna do for your 40th next year? And I was like, you know what? Probably just gonna go spend a month somewhere by myself. And guess what I did? Yeah. <laughs> I turned 40 in July and I wanted some solitude time. I wanted some reflection time. I wanted to have some time by myself to get into a state of thoughts to reflect and then to also get creative and plan, right? And a lot of people heard that I was going to go do this and they were like, you're going to do what? You mean you don't want to hang out with us? <laughs> I mean, nobody's, you're not taking people with you? I was like, nope, I'll spend some time by myself. I'm going to go meet people. I'm going to eat local food. I'm going to go to local spots. I'm going to check out some sites and I'm going to do a bunch of it by myself. You don't want, you don't want to go with anybody else. That's just weird, bro. That's just weird. Is it weird though? Or is it just because you can't connect with you unless you're around other people? Right. So this was a big thing for me. It wasn't about, and while I was there, I didn't feel lonely. I didn't at all feel lonely. It was a good opportunity for me to journal, for me to make some videos, for me to write a, a blog that I took a lot of pride in, you know, 40, 40 things that I've learned. My, it was my own 40th birthday present to all of you, uh, listeners and people who read and, and connect with me uh, socially and online. And uh, it was an opportunity to sit back and recollect and gather information and think about what's next and find excitement, but then also find like, what am I disappointed about? Like, what, what did I not do that was that I could have done or should have done or had I had this opportunity again what could I do differently right so it's this self-reflection time and it really is healthier than most people believe it to be most people really don't want to take advantage of what a great gift it is to spend time alone you know with your own thoughts and 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 just to really like uh, process your own feelings and emotions in like by yourself um, but also, like, sometimes you just need to grapple with, like, your own shit, your own beliefs, your own thoughts that are coming up to you and, you know, telling you negative stories about yourself. And you need to really kind of, like, uh, look at a situation that you're experiencing from the outside looking in, you know, and you can do that when you separate yourself from the people and the circumstances of the situation. But when you're in it, it's so hard to look at it and you don't give yourself the opportunity to really access your inner wisdom when you're avoiding being alone or when you, you know, I talk to so many people, they actually say they hate being alone, you know, as if the experience of being alone is, is something so awful and to be avoided. I want people to know that you, if you're having that experience, you're probably really suffering from a lot of anxiety. Right. Right. And so it's time to um, consider getting support from somebody who can help you to unpack some of the causes of your anxiety. Um, you probably have a deep sense of anxiety, deep loneliness, and you probably have some really significant life decisions that you need to make that you have been avoiding. And that is what's causing your anxiety. And that's why you don't want to be alone, because every time you're alone, uh, it makes it impossible for you to uh, use the usual tactics that you use to avoid the reality that you're in and looking at it and experiencing it and being in it. And if that's your situation, what you, aloneness, solitude is exactly what you need. Exactly. So that you can separate yourself from the situation and you can calm your nervous system and start to see the circumstances clearly for what they are. Stop right. justifying and rationalizing them 
and start taking action on making some meaningful decisions that will change those circumstances. I'm super glad that you said calm your nervous system, right? That leading up moment to where you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta go spend this weekend by myself in solitude. I'm gonna rent a cabin in the woods where I have no cell service. Oh my God, right? That moment, right? And then you get there and you can take that deep breath and look around and you can go, man, I hear birds, I see trees, I smell pine, right? You get to calm the nervous system. And when the nervous system is calm, you're not acting on impulse anymore, mm -hmm. right? And it allows you to find more self-awareness, right? Because you're no longer listening to, oh my God, no, run, quick, hurry, fuck, shit, ask, oh my God, what's going on, right? It's <laughs> like, that goes away. Yeah, the monkey and, mind. Right, and yeah. you get that moment to say, okay, whew, Usa, right? yeah. what is it that I am really struggling with? You get that self-awareness moment. Yeah, and to be clear, my month that I just took in, in July was not work-free. I still had to work. <laughs> so <laughs> I probably got a week without work, you know, and got to do some things for myself. But I do have clients. I do have a business to, to aid in running and things like that. So I did work. I just had the benefit of being able to work remotely. So um, the office doesn't require my presence on a regular basis, right? So, but it is worthwhile to get yourself in a place to where you can step away right? because you're only going to come back and benefit your teams better mm -hmm. at that point, your business better. So what are some of the thought processes that would keep people from doing this? Like, what is this limiting belief stuff that people are like, oh, you know, what do, uh, I, nobody's going to understand me. Right? <laughs> Nobody, like the stories that keep right? people feeling mm -hmm. lonely. Yeah. Nobody understands me as one of them. I have to do this alone. You know, a lot of a lot of you are believing that that you have to build your business by yourself in order to prove yourself or to gain some type of respect or authority. Um, that uh, that's not true, <laughs> but if you're believing it, you'll make that your reality. You know, um, if I want it done right, I have to do it myself. You know, I can't trust anybody to do it for me or to do it at all. Um, you know, people are not trustworthy can't find somebody who could do this. Nobody has this skill set. You know, these are you want to be really careful because a lot of these things that put all of the onus on you might actually be feeding your your need for for significance yep. um, in your in your life when you're you're getting that need met, which feels good. Like I feel good and significant. Right. I pat myself on the back and my ego is like all, you know, feeling high and mighty. And at the same time, I'm killing myself. Right. Right, being the only one to do everything. A lot of moms are doing this at home too, right? They're not leaving space for their partners to pitch in with support or for, for other people in the family unit to pitch in with support. They think they have to do it all themselves because it's my kid, I'll do it. Um, you know, and, and you're you're hurting yourself in terms of your well-being mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I would say if you have some of these beliefs, especially like the I have to do it alone and if I want to be successful, I've got to, if I want to done right in a world where 96 percent don't make it 10. So I'm not impressed that you did it by yourself. It's fucking hard. Any way you cut it, slice it, it's hard to build a business. And if you think you get an extra accolade or an extra brownie sticker on your little lapel there because you did it by yourself, I'm not impressed, bro. I'm not. Well, you don't get that. That's the thing. At the end of, you know, the the uh, your growth spurt or the finish line or whatever you want to call it, and you did it all alone, guess what? You're still alone. There's nobody there to even pat you on the back or congratulate you or take a celebratory lap. You know, like, it is what it is. You're alone. You've created aloneness. In, and in that aloneness, you've become lonely because of these thoughts and belief systems that have led you 
down that path. I hope we're making it clear like this is this is a situation that yes, it impacts your mental health and also, you know, you can move out of this place and if you're struggling to move out of these stories on your own, get help, get support from somebody like a therapist or a, a coach um, counselor, somebody that can help you understand that your stories are just that. Stories, not truths. Right. And because they're just stories, you can change your story into something more empowering mm-hmm. and something that would um, take you to a place from, you know, being lonely to actually and, and, and being a person that hates being alone to being a person that loves being alone, that craves being alone, that understands like I can go be alone and then also I can go be with my friends and family when I'm craving mm-hmm. connection. Right. And because I've I've created that for myself. My friends and family understand that I'm just taking a little bit of alone time. They're not taking it personal, right? And like they're ready to connect with me when I return to mm-hmm. the unit. It's not something that is difficult uh, when you've done it over time. And what you just said was the meaning you give that time, mm-hmm. right? I get to spend alone time so I can grow, right? I don't get to spend alone time so I can be miserable, right? So everything is the meaning that you give it, right? So if something bad happens in the morning, to start your day, and the first thing out of your mouth is, well, I guess it's just going to be that kind of day. Guess what kind of day you're going to have? Sure. (laughs) That kind of day. So everything's the meaning that you give it. So when you attach meaning that is negative to your alone time, it's going to feel negative. But if you attach positivity, if you attach things like, you know, this is important to me so I can be a better person. This is important so I can learn about me, so I can grow, so that then I can have better relationships with my business, with my community, with my relationships, all those things. Right? So I can get clear on what I want out of this situation, exactly. or this outcome, you know? For a lot of people, you know, when you're in really difficult and struggled relationships, usually the first thing that happens is somebody states that they want separation. You know, typically the whole entire purpose of a separation within the context of a relationship is so that you can create enough space to calm your nervous system down so that you can start seeing the situation clearly and thinking clearly and make some important decisions, you know. And so, you know, when you think about it from that context, it seems like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, even though it's hard, it's going to be hard to do, but it makes sense, you know, that You would want some space from a complex situation in order to get some clarity within yourself, right? That's what this is about. And so the other person comes back to you and says, well, you just abandoned me. You left. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. Do you understand why, though? One of the greatest things that you could do is give yourself opportunity to heal, opportunity to get clear, right? Opportunity to experience creativity and really place that around some projects and some ideas that maybe you haven't had the opportunity to explore um, because you've been in an environment that has been too chaotic, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about sitting in gratitude, but sitting in creativity during those moments of solitude, man, like you could walk out of those moments with so much, right? Like download of like deep, meaningful information that comes to you in these moments of quiet solitude or meditations that tell you literally go down this path and then do this, 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 and this, right? Like that's your gut talking. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, for those of you with a spiritual context, like that's God talking to you, you know? what? How much time are you putting aside to listen to God's voice and the message that he's trying to, to, to give to you? Or are you so caught up in the noise and in the chaos that you're not even willing to set aside time to try and listen? Ask yourself in this moment if, if secondary benefit is something you're 
you're seeking here, right? And so secondary benefit means that if I can complain about being so busy and so active and my nervous system's always activated, that I don't have time to spend alone, therefore I need you to feel some sympathy, empathy for me. That would be a secondary benefit. So I want you to ask yourself if that's something that you're attaching yourself to because some way, shape, form, or fashion, you need that amount of significance in your life. Another question you might ask yourself that could be an antidote or a cure to your loneliness when you're spending this time uh, in solitude is, have you created your loneliness in the face of limiting beliefs that we mentioned? So one of them might be, um, if no one understands me, have you looked for people who might, right? And where have you looked for them? Right. Right. No one understands me. Well, no one or just the people you keep running into? Because that's the real question, right? So people that might understand you would be peer groups, people that are going the direction that you're going or have been the direction you want to go. Those people understand you, right? Look for those people. Have you found a mentor or a coach, right? Have you found a new tribe of individuals, right? When you move from being this type of person and you close the gap to get to be the, the next step, the next evolution of yourself, chances are relationships are going to change. And it's really, really easy to sit back and just say, nobody understands me, right? Nobody on this side of who you were does. But there are people over here you haven't met that do. Right. Okay. So you need to ask yourself, am I the problem? The answer is usually yes. All right. <laughs> so you need to go find these peer groups. No one understands you because you're still associating the people uh, who didn't your peers, understand. You're, you still think right? your peers are the people on the other side of the threshold, right? And for as long as you hang on to that, you know, mm -hmm. you, you're you're right. Nobody does understand you, right? Because the people you surround yourself with are people who um, are not intended to understand that. Is they're not walking that life path. Right. They don't share those values. Mm -hmm. Find people who do. Mm -hmm. right? The same thing could be said for your romantic relationships. If you're an entrepreneur who's had unsuccessful romantic relationships and you keep saying to yourself, no one understands the demands that are placed on an entrepreneur and I'm just so busy. I can't. Nobody understands. Bro. Yeah. Or I can't <laughs> date because of that. I right. can't, you know, find someone because of that. You know, this is actually very, very common, mm -hmm. you know, uh, as an experience. And oftentimes, you know, you're you're dating people based on surface level right. criteria. Right, social status. <laughs> surface level criteria right. and social status, not based on values and lifestyle alignment, right? A person who has uh, always been an employee with a structured schedule their entire life will never understand your schedule as an entrepreneur right? and the demands that entrepreneurship places on you, not because they're a bad person, not because they're not intelligent, but because they've never experienced it. Right. Right. So they, they, they can understand it intellectually. Right. And even then they still cannot understand it experientially and emotionally. Mm -hmm. The toll that that takes on you in your mind, your heart, your spirit, right. To have to carry so much as an entrepreneur, they're not going to get it. So either adjust your expectation that that person's not going to get it and be okay with that or date people who are going to get it because they've had that experience and there's more values alignment and lifestyle and experiential alignment there. And also if you're already in, you know, in a relationship if you're if you're married and you both when you got married you're both employees and then one of you transitioned to being a business owner, you know, you're going to have to establish new expectations, right. new boundaries. Right, which means 
different style of communication because there is a huge change there, but you know, in that. So you're, they're not going to understand, but if you set boundaries and better expectations, you can learn to communicate in a way where uh, you salvage a relationship or even benefit even more, right? Mm -hmm. By opening that up. So if you use the excuse that you're too busy with your business to find time to connect with others. This I hear a lot, okay? Me too. I'm going to say this to you one time and one time only. Everybody has the same amount of hours, minutes, and seconds in the fucking day. You're not special, okay? What you really need is better time management habits, okay? That's the difference. Everyone is busy. I can't stand it when I talk to people uh, on the phone. I'm like, hey, man, I haven't talked to you in a while. How you been? They're like, oh, bro, I'm just so busy, man. I'm sorry I couldn't get back to you. I'm like, so busy. Oh. Cool. What do you do again? One job with a wife and a kid. I've got three businesses and I'm a single parent. Cool. Everybody's busy, dude. Everybody's busy, right? It's all about what you create time for because that's important to you. So you need to ask yourself, am I not being the most efficient that I could be with my time? You need better time management skills, maybe some better habits. You need to prioritize relationships and make that a, make a conscious decision mm -hmm. to to value prioritizing your relationships. And if you if you know, Coach Tribby's talking about time management, but you'll never make the time if you don't value prioritizing those relationships. This is also one thing that you'll notice very often when you talk to people who are experiencing loneliness. Right? They're not doing anything that helps them prioritize their relationships. They're sitting back and waiting for everyone else to, to be proactive about being in relationship with them, right? So they're the person who's actually difficult to be in relationship with because they're never reaching out, right? you know? And nobody likes to feel unwanted or unneeded. So, you know, I have a rule. If I reach out three times and I don't hear back from you, I'm not reaching out anymore. That's my rule. As <laughs> I, it should be. I use right? that with my prospects, my clients, and my friends, like my family. Like that's, you know, I'm going to assume that you have other things going on and that this isn't a priority for you anymore or at this time. And whenever it becomes a priority for you, that you'll reach out, right? This is, this is how you think when you're adulting, right? <laughs> right. Because where and with whom should I spend my time and energy? Should I continue to spend my time and energy with people who are non-responsive or should I direct that time and energy toward people who are responsive? Right. Right. It's black and white. It's not as complex as you're making it in your mind. Relationships have to be mutually beneficial and reciprocal. I think some people hide behind this guise of, oh, well, you're my friend. You should understand. And I'm like, bro, you got to be a friend to be a friend. Or you got to be a friend to have a friend, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't work like that. Like people aren't just going to sit back and be like, oh, he's, he's busy. He'll figure it out and we'll just be here waiting on him, right? Like there are, there are relationships with people that you may have not connected with in years and you see them and it's like you pick up right where you left off, right? But that's the problem. You picked up where you left off, right? <laughs> There's still a gap. Who have you become yeah. in, that, in yeah. that moment? There's no progression. Right. Yeah. So if you really want to connect with people and have progression in your relationships, you have to prioritize making that a part of your day. Mm -hmm. Right. Reach out to the people that would reach out to you. Right. Reach out to even the ones that won't and see what's there, if anything. Right. If anything. Right? Yeah. So but you have to have, as I mentioned, better time management skills. 
right? You have to. Some of you uh, complain about not having time, but yet you spend time in areas that are not productive, are not moving the needle forward in your life, business, community, or your relationships. If you enjoyed this podcast, please uh, rate it and review it. We'd love to receive your feedback and, and read your reviews. Please also share it with somebody that you think could benefit from this episode, especially if they are struggling with loneliness. Let them know that you're there for them as a friend and that you care about their ability to move out of the emotional state of loneliness. Um, also, if you're interested in joining a community of like-minded entrepreneurs and individuals who are all working towards the same ends of business building and making an impact in their communities, uh, please text the word EDGY, E-D-G-Y, to 33777. You'll receive a link to join our online Facebook community where you can continue to engage with us, join live events, and be the first to find out about new podcast episodes. We'll see you next time. Take care, guys. Oh, 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 oh